Oh, yes. Hake is live. TheHakeReport.com slash show. Get ready, guys. I see me on Periscope, DLive, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and I did mention before I started the video stream, I am on TalkStreamLive.com, or if you go to the TalkStream Live app, you can scroll down and find me streaming, as well as Jesse Lee Peterson. It's a great platform on which you can listen to the live audio feed. It doesn't require as much data. Say you don't have, you have to pay for a lot of internet on your phone, on your smartphone. You can just open up the TalkStream Live app, or just go to, um, I think it, I probably play on the JLP Live app which is available on the iPhone, but I don't know if it's available on the Android. I need to, still need to check with Black Bill, 80s girl, which is Dick Masterson's girlfriend, I think. <laughs> uh, she asked about that, and other people have asked about that. Anyways, it is Wednesday, 9.03 a.m. U.S. Pacific Daylight Time here in Los Angeles, California. A beautiful place, a once beautiful place. Parts of it are beautiful. The weather around is beautiful. And the outside stuff, except when it's marred by liberalism, <laughs> which includes homelessness, crime, and uh, Black Lives Matter protests, and Black Lives Matter signs, which are hate symbols, and stuff like that. But it is August 12th, 2020. And also, quick announcement before we get started. We do have a Bond Sunday service premiere from 2009, November 29th, I think, 2009. A beautiful premiere that I'm planning to put out on the Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel for 4 p.m. U.S. Pacific Daylight Time. Every Wednesday, 4 p.m. is what we shoot for. Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel, also available on audio podcast, rebuildingtheman.com slash church. It's part of the Church with Jesse Lee Peterson podcast. It's going to be about spiritual family versus blood family. That's this service that I'm shooting to put out at 4 p.m. today, California time. So check that out. Anyways, let's get started with the show. Going to be good. One, two, three, four. Oh. interesting times right now. Yes, another presidential election year here in the United States. If you're tuning in from elsewhere, you're probably aware of that as well. I'm going to be reading your super chats. Thank you to Jesse Lee Peterson for hosting the Hague Report and the other people who faithfully host as well. Um, and I'm going to be getting to your calls, 888-775-3773. But I have a record to correct because hake news is not intentionally fake news, but hake news was indeed fake news yesterday. <laughs> and I blame, can I blame Nick? <laughs> I blame the ankle baby. <laughs> but do I really? Because I'm the one who was credulous about the 
information put out by Nick the Anchor Baby. I have to, I have to share this with you guys because I don't want you guys to think that you guys are going crazy or that you're being gaslighted by the media in ways that the media is not doing that. Gaslighted means when the media is lying to you just brazenly and making, trying to make you think like you're the one who's crazy when they're the one who are evil liars. Well, AP, I was reading news from the far-left, anti-American, anti-Trump, anti-male, anti-Christian outlet called Associated Press, APNews.com, linked from a Drudge headline, and it talked about the White House would-be shooter, right? The guy who was shot outside the White House a couple of days ago, I guess it was now, when uh, Trump was in the midst of his briefing, he was interrupted by a Secret Service, you know, bodyguard guy. He said, please come with me. There's been a shooting outside the White House. Oh, okay. And he goes, totally calm, collected, cool. Always used to the evil of the world and dealing with the evil of the world. That's Trump. A real man, unlike the, the imitation man, Joe Biden, and the playing man, <laughs> Joe Biden's pick, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Um, there's this 51-year-old guy who was shot, right? Supposedly a block away or just blocks away from the White House. He had shouted threats, by the way, according to sources that Associated Press has, right? Anonymous sources. And I thought that it was this person that I'm showing on the screen, which looks like a guy in his 20s or 30s, but... He could be 51, you know, maybe. Just has good hair. <laughs> Messy hair, but good hair. Carrying what looks like a gun. The uh, Secret Service agent, or the cop in this case, shot this man. But this man was shot in 2016, June of 2016. It wasn't shot the other day. And so this footage from abcnews.com, also on ABC News, so-called news. ABC's a far-left outlet, too. They are fake news, but in this case, it wasn't fake. They put this out on their YouTube channel, June 20-something, or June something, 2016. While Obama was still president, by the way. And so that person was, it's actually fake news. We put that up thinking that that was the man, but it wasn't the man. And, he, and the person who got shot apparently was unarmed. No weapon was found. So this is fake news. Not intentionally fake news. But we're correcting the record. <laughs> you won't see the mainstream media point out. They won't have the picture of Michael Brown with his hands up, which there is no picture of Michael Brown with his hands up. Don't shoot. And put a big whole fake news thing on it. You might see a Washington Post headline saying, hands up, don't shoot was a lie. But... Jonathan Capehart, the black guy from Washington Post who wrote the article under which that headline headed, was like, oh, but blacks are still victimized by whites and stuff like that, and cops. Well, the man shot and wounded by a uniformed Secret Service officer prompting President Donald Trump to be abruptly escorted out of a briefing, briefing room during the televised news conference had been threatening to kill people near the White House, according to two officials. Anonymous sources, right? That they said that Tuesday. Apparently was unarmed. 
So that ABC news, news footage that we saw on the Jesse Lee Peterson show and screenshotted on the Hake Report and posted on the Hake Report Instagram was not this recent incident. That was from 2016. The man's name was Myron Basil Berryman. Here's some details of this guy. Myron, M-Y-R-O-N, Basil, like the, isn't that an herb or something like that? Basil? Berryman. B-E-R-R-Y-M-A-N, age 51 of Forestville, Maryland, and he's lived elsewhere too, arrested on a charge of assaulting a law enforcement officer, according to Metropolitan Police Department, remained hospitalized with critical injuries on Tuesday. I think he was shot Monday, right? Berryman had approached the uniformed officer just before 6 p.m. Monday on the corner of 17th and Pennsylvania, over just blocks from the White House and told the officer he had a weapon, Secret Service Uniform Division Chief Tom Sullivan said. He then moved aggressively toward the officer and appeared ready to fire before the officer shot him once. But Fox News cameras say that they heard two shots. Hmm, don't know. A police report obtained by AP says Berryman stated to the officer he had a gun. Sullivan would... If you're English, you say basil instead of bay... Oh, basil instead of basil. Okay. Interesting. That's weird. But I, I read it as basil. I don't know if I've ever heard B-A-S-I-L, right? Anyways, um, Sullivan would not answer questions Monday about whether the ar- man had indeed been armed, but no wep- weapon was recovered from the scene, so said officials. So, I was so baffled by that because... You know, we all know that Associated Press is indeed anti-American. They are fake news, but they do put out pretty factual information when it comes to whether there was a gun or not. You know, they wouldn't get that wrong that blatantly, I don't think. It's more likely to be an an honest mistake if there is such a thing (laughs) on the part of the ankle baby. (laughs) But whatever, you know. I was looking at this video from 2016 because uh, Nicolas sent it to me and I clicked on it and I looked at the comments. YouTube comments are always often great. I appreciate them. And somebody said, people, look at the date. It's from tw- June, 20, June such and such 2016. And uh, somebody said, Zero Hedge brought me here. <laughs> so... Nick wasn't apparently the only one to get it wrong. So I think Zero Hedge, which is normally a true news outlet, they have been suspended by Twitter before, but Zero Hedge does put out the truth, generally. But maybe they somehow referenced this shooting or whatever. I don't know. People got confused. I don't know if the Zero Hedge people got themselves got confused. But whatever. Reached by phone Tuesday morning, this man's sister talks. This uh, suspect who got shot and is in critical condition, at at least as of yesterday. Reached by phone Tuesday morning, Berryman's sister said she could not believe that her brother would threaten anyone. He is a a large man in stature and can appear physically imposing, she said. But she insisted that he wouldn't hurt anyone. (laughs) Gentle giant. And is he white? We don't know. I think he was white. I think he was white. Don't know. But he's six foot three. 
a licensed boxer, has lived in Dayton, Ohio. Hey! Where our friend Mays and our other friend, um, how do you, how do you say that guy's name? Blazing Hogs is from. From where they hail. Forestville, Maryland, and more recently, Wheeling, West Virginia. Basically, that's, except for Dayton, that's the New England area, right? Oh, say, okay, so the sister was on the phone with, I guess, AP. She said, they said he had a weapon? He ran toward him? And she spoke on condition of anonymity. She said, this is crazy. He is a man of God. He would not have a weapon for sure. His weapon is the word of God. <laughs> man, is this a black guy or a white guy? It's interesting. The plot thickens, right? In a brief interview, Berryman's sister says that she was stunned by the news that her brother had been shot outside the White House and she needed to contact him and her family. She surmised he could have been participating in protests, as in BLM protests. Was he a do-gooder white guy or was he a black guy? I don't know. Where demonstrators gathered regularly since the alleged killing of George Floyd in the custody of Minneapolis police. I think that he was, I don't know. I think he, like, freaked out and overreacted amidst a crazy overdose and got himself killed. Don't know. Don't know if he would have died with or without the cops around. George Floyd, that is, who died on, like, Memorial Day, end of May, right? So I just ha- I had to share that with you because, one, it's fun to embarrass Nick. <laughs> and two, I... I had to make sure that the record is corrected. By the way, I am wearing a The Great White Hope t-shirt available on the Jesse Lee Peterson Teespring store. This was an early prototype, actually. There's not enough spacing, in my opinion, between the, between the words. Bebas font. And it has a graphic, all white ink, of President Trump's face from his Twitter profile. <laughs> He's had that Twitter profile pic for a long time. That's cool. Because I guess when you're, when you're in your 60s and 70s, your look doesn't change too much, hopefully. Marcus Jones says, White's defending evil. Typical. What are you talking about? I know that Marcus Jones thinks that those cops were evil who were taking George Floyd into custody. Anyways... You know, quick few super chats. Noah's Ark Kansas gave a diamond on DLive.tv slash The Hague Report. Thank you, man. Appreciate the lemons and diamonds and ice cream. Ev Jenny Crosby 2020. Talking about Tommy Laren. The... <laughs> I don't want to call her that. The thing that she told men not to be in her fifth point. <laughs> you know, like the nasty woman. She told men not to turn into a nasty woman, which is actually, okay, I get behind that one. I listened to her entire rant, and she said, don't be blank. (laughs) It appeared in the Joel Friday Manhood Hour rant, right? That was what that was? Yeah, it did. (laughs) Oh, man. But Evgeny Crosby is talking about Tommy Lahren, who did this infamous Instagram live Post that both liberals and conservatives jumped on because she was attacking both liberal and conservative males. She calls them boys who think that they're men, but they're really boys. <laughs> um, Evgeny Crosby, 2020, faithful supporter, gave a diamond and said, Tommy Lahren wants a man 
who has a male roommate. What are you implying? Are you saying that she... <laughs> never mind. Are you saying that she wants a hake? Evgeny... There's only one hake who has a male roommate. Evgeny Crosby says, Kam- Kamala, or maybe he pronounces it Kamala, has stains on her dress like Monica L- Lewinsky. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be saying stuff like that. <laughs> that seems slightly that seems slightly inappropriate and uh, pushing rumors. Yeah, not slightly. That's highly inappropriate of Jenny Crosby. But thank you for the diamonds. So I won't chide you too harshly. But I don't like I don't like uh, spreading nasty rumors about like like personally, I don't even know for sure that Hillary Clinton kills people. But I made a bet with a buddy of mine before the 2016 election that Trump would win because I was quite confident Trump was winning, going to win the election. And he said, but Hillary kills people. She's going to (laughs) win. And he's a liberal or generally pretty liberal. But, um, yeah, I don't like those nasty. uh, I don't like nasty rumors, but she, according to Willie Brown, who was a former California assemblyman, a black guy, old timer. He's in his late he's in his late eighties now. She dated Willie Brown. Kamala Harris is the pick for vice president by Joe Biden, according to them, right? According to Joe Biden's Twitter, which we don't know if Joe Biden actually tweeted that. I don't even know if he knows how to use Twitter. But um Yeah, there's lots of nasty rumors about her. She's a nasty enough person you can just stick with the the truth about her, just look at her. She's a nasty woman. I'm going to talk more about her, too, by the way. But appreciate it. Um, Natterton, K-N-A-T-T-E-R-T-O-N, gave a diamond. Said, Kamala means horrible in Finnish language. And how is it pronounced? Kamala. Horrible. <laughs> Joe Maddock gave a ninja and said, Please cover Canon Henant story. MSM is... It- Deliberately ignoring this, and MSM stands for Mainstream Media, MSM, Canon Henant story. Is that the one where the black guy shot his neighbor's son for encroaching on his lawn? I may touch on this story. I don't know if that's, excuse me, I don't know if that's the same story that I'm thinking is Canon Henant. But appreciate the request, Jomatic. Thank you for the subscriptions. Daryl Wayne, Luminiferous, right on, congratulations. Joe Maddox says, look at a map sometime. Your geography is a mess. <laughs> what? Isn't Maryland and, isn't Maryland and West Virginia? That's, oh, West Virginia, that's the South, huh? I guess that's not New England. <laughs> okay, so this Wilson boy was killed. The man has been captured. The family's seeking justice. North Carolina man. Yes, indeed, it is. The neighbor. According to the news, right, and Jesse Lee Peterson retweeted this story. Follow Jesse at JLP Talk on Twitter. The Hake Report at The Hake Report. James Anton Hake at James Anton Hake. I have two accounts. You do the math. But this North Carolina man was wanted in a fatal shooting of a five-year-old, and he was indeed apprehended. And... According to the tweet that I read, which I don't know if it's the real story, but according to the tweet I read, this five-year-old kid did not live there, 
maybe he did not live there, I don't know. But the five-year-old's father, this five-year-old boy, white boy, and that might be that name that he said, Canon Hinat. Don't know. Yeah, Canon Hinat, the five-year-old boy. Two sisters. He had two sisters, and apparently he was shot in the head in front of his two sisters. Um, Darius N. Sessoms, S-E-S-S-O-M-S, age 25. You know what? Man, he looks... He looks off, this guy who did this. Let me give you guys uh, a picture. Joel Friday is here. He's gonna... I, he, I don't have the in the folder quite yet. But... It's a crazy situation. According to what this guy who tweeted said was 25-year-old Darius N. Sessoms, age 25, was apprehended in Goldsboro, I guess that's North Carolina, by members of U.S. Marshals Service Carolina's Regional Fugitive Task Force. And he allegedly shot and killed a five-year-old boy. And the reasoning, it sounded like... Okay, this boy, Cannon Hinnett, was playing outside of his father's house. This is from WMBF News, all right? It's a NBC affiliate. He was playing outside of his father's house when he was shot in the head. The two, boy's two sisters, ages eight and seven, saw their brother get shot, according to his mother, Cannon's mother. And he was taken to Wilson Medical Center, where he died. Wilson is a town in that in North Carolina, I gather. And Sessoms is the black guy. He lives next door to Cannon's father. A neighbor said that the two men had dinner t- together Saturday night and that Sessoms was his, at his neighbor's home earlier Sunday. That's odd. So this woman named Doris Librand, who witnessed the shooting, said Sessoms ran, ran up to Kevin put the gun near his head, and fired before running back to his own house. Librand said, Librand is the witness, Doris, said, My first reaction was he's playing with the kids. For a second I thought, this, that couldn't happen. People don't run across the street and kill kids. She said she realized the gun was real when she saw Cannon's father's reaction to the shooting. She quickly went inside her home, locked the door, and called 911. You don't expect to see somebody shoot someone. Cannon's grandmother, the boy's grandmother, right, that's Cannon, said the family was happy to know Sessoms had been arrested, but they're devastated by the young boy's senseless killing. And what somebody tweeted, and I don't know if it's true, was that the boy accidentally rode his bicycle on this black guy's lawn. This guy doesn't look like he would, I'm putting a picture in the folder, he doesn't look like he would own a home. But, it's crazy. He does look like he might, just might, shoot someone. Looks really off. I'm going to put a couple more pictures in the folder of the... Oh, man. I hate that. Um, what a mess. He looks like uh, one of the boys that I used to uh, know. There's another boy, a picture of the boy riding his bicycle. So, that's the story, right? We don't know what the motive was. This guy does look like he's off. Just look at him, man. 25-year-old black dude 
kills this cute little, probably mildly annoying <laughs> white boy. What a mess. Murdered. Allegedly. And yeah, we, um, you know, the media does ignore stuff like this. We'll see, you know, they probably cover it a little bit. But they're like, this was not racially motivated. And stuff like that. When in fact there's, um, I saw the tweet, it was a retweet of Jesse Kelly, who is like this, you know, he has a blue check mark, I think. Mainstream guy, pretty conservative guy, who said, what if I told you that there was this epidemic of racially motivated violent crimes, hate crimes, epidemic, that's not being talked about. No one wants to talk about it. Well, that's not exactly true, but everybody who talks about it has been censored by YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Colin Flaherty, C-O-L-I-N, Colin Flaherty, F-L-A-H-E-R-T-Y. Colin Flaherty is a great journalist who documents black on white crime and black mob violence and black on Asian, black on old, black on um, handicapped violent crime because there is a crazy epidemic of black crazy violence and aggression towards whites in particular and Jewish people too, by the way, (laughs) if they're white Jews especially. So, um... What a mess. Crazy. Thank you for the reminder. I did have it in my notes to touch on it. You talk, Joel says, the false ones, the actual racially motivated stories slide under the rug. The false ones that are plainly silly get the reaction. How? Because, you know, journalists are dumb liberals and they look at things from a point of What does this look like in a historical context? A white officer killing a black man. That's reminiscent of lynchings. So they just assume, A-S-S-U-M-E, that this is a story that they should cover as a lynching. And we don't even really know the real stories behind the lynchings, right? They're just talked about as though they were lynched just because they're black. No, they were lynched because they were black and... They had committed, a, allegedly committed a crime against whites, right? Or a white. And that was seen back in the day as a, an encroachment against the white community. And they wanted to keep them separate and keep some enforcement. And it was the duty of the men of the town to enforce the law. And they, they act like slavery was, uh, was racist and justified. There, you know, you heard on the Jesse Lee Peterson show this... Um, dumb woman who Joelle thought was a dude, must have been a skinny, nerdy looking dude, (laughs) not quite straight, with these glasses and red dreadlock things, talking about looting as reparations (laughs) and justifying it, so-called protesters defending the unrest in Chicago, and it wasn't Antifa looting, It it was blacks. I didn't see any Antifa. Maybe there was some. You know, I've, and I've seen ju- Antifa does justify it. Or Black Lives Matter, you know, the, these agitators, Black Lives Matter people, they do justify looting. And they do not condemn it. I remember on CNN, and then I will get to calls. Hang tight, guys. I remember on CNN, I think Wolf Blitzer was interviewing this 
I think he's pretty sure he's an openly gay guy. Hangs, he's hung out with, in the White House, hung out with George Soros' son, hung out with Obama and with uh, various people, Twitter Jack, Jack uh, Dorsey, the guy who started Twitter, hung out with him. This guy, um, I'm blanking on his name, but it's, it's the skinny homosexual guy who always used to wear a, a um, vest jacket, a blue vest jacket, black dude, skinny. Homosexual, brazenly, Black Lives Matter supporter, DeRay McKesson. And he was being interviewed on CNN by, I think, Wolf Blitzer back in the 20, you know, 20 teens. And do you condemn the riots? No, I won't condemn the riots until the cops condemn killing of, of innocent, unarmed blacks. <laughs> Nick thinks he's the Planet of the Apes guy. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Anyways, um, one, I saw a sign recently that said, Our future was looted. Loot back. So you're repaying evil for supposed evil that you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you made some noise about being depicted in Planet of the Apes. Oh, because there was a Planet of the Apes who, guy, who, character, who wore like one of those blue vest, puffy... Puffy jacket things? <laughs> okay. That is pretty funny. Um, yeah, and these are criminals. And you don't justify looting. You're, you're redistributing more pov- so-called poverty. Spreading poverty through committing crimes. Dummies. You don't repay back evil for supposed evil. And you're looting the wrong people. By the way, if your future was looted, it wasn't by store owners. It was by... Um, People who are now dead, like, what, FDR? People who got the ball rolling for this globalist socialism stuff? That's what it was looted by. Um, Bill Clinton, who did the, the, um, didn't he do NAFTA, Bill Clinton? I think he did NAFTA. And that robbed a lot of, um, jobs from the United States, right? Sent a lot of manufacturing jobs overseas, wasn't it? Or am I wrong? Something along those lines, right? It, it was a deal with Mexico and Canada and just mess. Maybe it sent jobs to Mexico. I don't know. But it was a mess. Trump renegotiated it or did the uh, America-Mexico-Canada agreement, USMCA agreement, which is supposed to be better. I don't know if it is or not. Hopefully it is. I would think it is because he's not dumb. And also the people who are letting illegal aliens come in. Those are looting your so-called future. Future doesn't exist, right? It's ridiculous. Um, so I have more for you guys. Let me get to some calls. Appreciate you guys joining. I will read more of your super chats and all that stuff. Let me quickly get to Rick in Hampton, Virginia. He wants to talk about Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Says it's pitiful. Rick! What's up, James? My brother, love you guys, man. Shoot. Appreciate it. Shoot. <laughs> I said I appreciate it. <laughs> I just, you know, I got to make this funny, man. I was congratulating Joe Biden for making a Democratic losing ticket official. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to, I know that it's going to be a fight because they are. Not just Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, but the whole mainstream media, 
a lot of rhinos and never Trumpers and mm-hmm. all of those are everybody against Trump, right? And against America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is still going to be a fight, but Trump Trump, is, Trump you, fights to win. He does. You think it'll be um, a close election? I don't know. I don't know if it'll be close. Oh. It may be. But, you know, I don't really pay attention to numbers. I just look at, I look at Trump and I look at the other people and Trump is fighting to win. This criticisms that he gave of Kamala Harris are very true and very good attacks. And it's also an attack on Joe Biden. He basically called Joe Biden a simp. (laughs) I tweeted that yesterday because... Joe Biden was completely, um, what is that? What is that? Uh, when he was called racist, it's totally disrespected by Kamala Harris. So yeah, he's, and was, he's yeah. done nothing but kiss up to her. Because she's so wow. evil and he just has to play nice. You know what? I don't, he don't even like he's comfortable with, with, with his pig, really. <laughs> Interesting. Trying to appease black folks, I guess. Yeah, I think he's supposed to make an appearance today. I don't know if he's started that yet. But Wow, man. I, yeah, because Kamala Harris, I think it's, it's um, to my not, she had an affair with um, San Francisco's man. What's that guy's name, the black mayor that, that was in San Francisco? We, well, I know that he was an assemblyman. Willie Brown, was he a mayor too? Yeah, he was a mayor of San Francisco, I believe. Willie Brown? Yep. I didn't know that. I believe. I know I that he, he was, was an assemblyman. Okay. Either that, I think, I think he was mayor of San Francisco. All right. Not, you know. Uh, I'll look think, into but, it and confirm or... Oh, yeah, he was a mayor from 96 to 2004. Interesting. Yeah. Is that when he was with I her? Yeah, both of them. And he married this yeah. woman, Blanche Vitero, in 1958. And they're still together, allegedly? But he was estranged from her, and he was dating all kinds of females during all that during that time, yeah. including, according to him, Kamala Harris. Yep. And you know he's old enough to be a little bit more honest than she than Kamala Harris is, and she tried to distance herself from him once he once she started running for office, because there were a lot of corruption allegations, as there are with many of these black old timers. Yeah, man, because and, and also, if I was President Trump, I would hit her hard on her crime bill, because it was, it was said she even made um, blacks stay in jail longer, even when they finished their time. You know I what? Sure, I, I've, I, I've heard a lot of stuff. You know, you heard people like Tulsi Gabbard that people respect. I don't really respect her, because she's a Democrat. But, um, yeah. But she is a little bit less dishonest, maybe, than the other Democrats. But she criticized Kamala for putting people in jail who were doing uh, marijuana or something like that. But if they were dealing marijuana and it was against the law, okay. Why you but, want it? She did her job. Yeah, and, but the other thing was, according to journalist Mike Cernovich, she put, mm-hmm. she put and he shared articles from other, other news outlets, she put mm-hmm. innocent men kept innocent men in jail, innocent fathers in jail. So that's yeah. really evil. If she kept innocent people in jails, that is evil. 
If I was President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence, I would, I would hammer down on that so hard. You know, because, but you, you know, should. She, you can hammer her on what she is. I can hardly even say who she is, but how mm-hmm. she comes off is just fake, over smiling, just a nasty, Man. filth person. To me, she's just a piece of eye candy to me. Just keep somebody <laughs> cute on the ticket. That's all she is to me. <sighs> Not yeah, even that, man. You, you don't think so, though, James? I, I don't think she's cute. Uh-uh. Uh, but Obama did, at least several years ago, he called her the, the um, prettiest or most attractive attorney general in the United States. That was before she got oh. married, though. She got married in 2014. But he said that oh. in 2013. And, and then he apologized. He apologized to, he called her to apologize hours later. And some guy said oh, that she yeah. needs. Yeah, yeah. She, they, this guy, Jonathan Chait, who's a, a kiss up to blacks and females, said that Obama mm-hmm. needed gender sensitivity training or something like that. Sick. Oh, God. <laughs> This is crazy, man. It's like, I, I don't know, man. It's just like, it, it, it's so, Jay, I, I don't even know what to say, man. It just seemed like, man, voting, it's just like, for example, I thought Joe Biden was going to try and pick Michigan's governor. What's her name? Um, Gretchen. Um, oh, who, gosh. Gretchen Whitmer? Yeah, I thought he was going to go with her. That would be terrible. But you know what? Everybody wanted him. I wanted him to go with, um... The mayor of Atlanta. I wish he would have picked Tucker because her last name is Bottoms. That's the best oh, Ke- That's Keisha, Keisha Lance Bottoms? Yeah, yeah, she's nasty too. Yeah, I wish I wish he had picked her because that, really, that would have really made my joke a fail. I would have said, um, <laughs> that's good, Joe. Now that we're really sitting at the bottom, bottom, at the bottom of pit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what's funny is that I thought that she would end up being the nominee, but she's just not an attractive personality whatsoever. No, yeah. I, not not political. It's like she's too uh, trying to de- defund the police and stuff like that, man. I'm not talking about her policy. I'm just talking about how she presents herself. Just a phony person. Yeah, and and, and look nasty like, too. And look like she she's the um. We, you know how you introduce your husband and wife. You like she's the husband and wife. You know, the men is to be sitting on my house. Now, to me, most Democratic men are beta males, man. Right. To me. You know what I mean? That's what I love about conservative um, men. You know, most of them tend to be um, alpha males, but I know for sure most liberal men are not alpha males. Man, they are emotional. They scream and put their hands in their face and scream. Oh God! Yeah, man, that's why we need terrible. to. That's why we need somebody who more people who become a contrast. Like Trump is right. a good president. Trump is a good contrast to them. That's how I. That's why he won. He stood out. Man. Head and shoulders right. above everybody else, because he's yep. real. But we need we need conservatives to become like that too. But I don't know. It's like the conservatives trying to do. Well, if this works for the liberals, it'll work for me too. Yeah, it's, you know what I'm it's disgusting. Anyways, it's Rick, it's good to like hear that. from you. I appreciate it. You too, James. Love you guys. Y'all be blessed. You as well. Let me quickly get to Tianki. I believe she's called before, or he. I forget. From St. Louis, Missouri. Tianki, am I pronouncing your name right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. It's close enough. 
you know, I was going to, I could talk about so many things because it's just <laughs> as you listen to you, it just goes on and on. I know. But uh, I, I, I told the uh, screen I was going to talk about the looters. Yeah. In Chicago. And it, isn't that a know, disgrace? Oh yeah, it is a disgrace. And you know, wonder why come they're not taking these people's pictures, signing them at their workplace, and asking the employer to fire them. Yeah, like they did in Charleston. They need to. That? They need to hire like 4chan people or something to like just dox everybody, every looter that they can. For example, that lady that was she was live streaming. There was a woman who was live streaming in a mall or department store. And then at one point she's all, I can't breathe! <laughs> I don't know, I guess she was mocking George Floyd well, or somebody. But they she was looking for a way to break security tags from something so that she could steal stuff. I don't know, it's yeah. crazy. And they just walk out haphazard. But look, this, this all started when you had a, a black police officer, a female, who shot a black suspect who was shooting at her, from what I understand. I didn't know it was a female officer. But yeah, yeah, what I heard was he pointed a gun at the cops. Yes, and I thought that you hear uh, the slogans about how black women are being attacked. Remember <laughs> the squad and how Donald Trump made the reference that if you don't like the country, go back home. Right. And you're talking to Omar. Then they say, well, you're attacking and mistreating black women. Right, well, or immigrants or whatever. When he was talking to the... Was trying the, to kill a black woman. Exactly. And when she did what she was supposed to do, and she rose up to fight back and won, now they want to go out and loot the stores. Yeah. I don't understand the logic. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is totally, totally ridiculous. And then you got Laurie Lightfoot... Yeah, and during the the riots previously, did she not tell the police to stand down? If I'm not you know, mistaken. probably I I have to believe it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have let this stuff happen. How could they let no, this they, happen? They should be swinging clubs and kicking butt when this is going <laughs> yeah, on. Right, that's exactly what they should be doing. There was but a no, no. there was a driver who tried to. It looked like he tried to run down some officers. When he was, like, waiting to get through some intersection, and then the officers chased him. I think this was in Chicago just the they other day. They fired on him. That's what I would have done. Well, they broke out his windows. They couldn't, you know, it was a bunch of cars all around, traffic jam. I understand. And the cops were there. Well, so. Let me mention this about uh, Joe Jim Crow Biden. Okay. <laughs> and if he's elected, the very next day, conservatives should move toward impeaching him. There's enough corruption that had been exposed that he even he even praised himself having to do with uh, Ukraine and firing the prosecutor if you want the billion dollars right be impeached yeah you we need to see his tax records not only of him but also Hunter Biden and they say well we can't see Trump's tax record well Trump hasn't taken a salary in the last three years I know and, and he's not he's not there's no suspicion of any crimes any actual crimes. Yeah, you yeah, can absolutely right. You can find the the dumb Democrat New York prosecutors are trying to look for his stuff. But well, they're just self a criminal. Right. But it, would not the Internal Revenue Service call a red flag on that and brought it out if something was wrong? Yeah, you would the think time so. That those taxes was filed. Especially cuz we know the IRS 
as is the rest of the government, filled with a bunch of liberals who would love nothing more than to to prosecute people that they don't like. They did it oh, with. No, they did it with. Uh, is Bill Clinton sick them on people that he didn't like? Obama sick the RS yeah. on people that he didn't like. The Tea Party, like, anything related right. to Patriots or Tea Party, that was. Uh, they got. I don't know. They got these reviews. What is it called when the IRS does a review on you? But they got the, the audit. audit audits. They got these audits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Multiple audits. These Tea Party type people. You're right. Yeah. And here's another thing. You know, you're looking at Tea. Why come at Tifa's money is not being confiscated if it's if it's real, not counterfeit, like what George Floyd had. In all honesty, they should be the ones who are deep deplatformed as being like un-American and criminal enterprise. You're right. Not the, the not the alt-right types or alleged alt-right and, types. And the people that funding them and providing resources for them to send people, they, their bank accounts should be seized also. Yeah. Isn't that not complacency? complacency? Yeah, it is. It's My terrorism. Goodness, why come you and I can think of all these charges and these criminal acts that's going on and people in the business can't? Let me say something else about Joe Biden. All right. Joe Biden is on record for doing the things that he's done, which was precarious to putting black men in jail. The things that he said that was, quote, unquote, racist, because everything nowadays is racist and not nailed down. So if blacks are willing to forgive him, James Clyburn, <laughs> if they're willing to forgive him, well, why was they so not willing to forgive Kavanaugh during his 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 confirmation, going back into right. periods of his life when he was a teenager, and it was all allegations, not nothing, no, for real. I know. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's double standards. Actually, it's double and triple standards yeah. with the Democrats. That's, I don't understand it. That's, you know, that's Satan for you. That's how um, That's how it is when you're talking with... Any unreasonable person, whether it's the unreasonable blacks who just believe what they want to believe and just outright deny whatever your whatever truth that you're presenting to them, that's women who are nutty like in that way, that is communists, they just have no shame about lying. And we need to have no shame about telling the truth. Well, I tell you what, I don't understand. Joe Biden has said he's going to redo all of Trump's tax reforms. Which, oh, man. Uh, it, it put money in people's pockets uh, from being taxed. It saved businesses about 50% of what they were paying during the Obama administration. I don't the, the The tariffs, which have helped businesses not only to start, like in Ohio, where you had an Australian company that's building a $2 billion expansion in the state of Ohio, but it just goes on and on with this man. He just has been a godsend. Right. How can you not deny that? Bigger. Anyway, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate that, Tianki. It's good to hear from you again. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. And bigger than the tax stuff and the, t- and the getting rid of regulations, which are great. That's awesome. It's like right up President Trump's alley businessman Trump's alley to fix stuff so that people can thrive again, businesses can thrive. But his the biggest thing for me is his standing up for what he sees is right. His standing his ground when the Charlottesville riots, Antifa riots against the alt-right happened, and Black Lives Matter riots against the alt-right where they were attacking the whites who had the right to be there. And Trump was like, There were good and bad people on both sides. 
And it was violence on many sides. And what about the alt-left? He was calling out the fake news media, and he was the only one doing it. No Republican, no rhino was standing with him that I saw. Every now and then you would see Sean Hannity talking about, what about the alt-left? <laughs> and he's not a, a congressman or anything. He's a television announcer. But that's what I like about Trump is that he doesn't give any play to Black Lives Matter. He does, you know, he's nice, nicer to the sinners than I would prefer. He lets the, some of the criminals who've, he thinks, I guess, served their time out of jail earlier, prison earlier, and nicer to the gays than I would want. He's okay with the, um, what is that, abortion exceptions in the case of rape and incest. So he's kind of like a standard thinking person. You know, he's a boomer. Give him... Cut him a little slack, but when it comes to what he knows is right, man, you can't shake him. So that's really nice. And this uh, kneeling for the anthem, he's not for that. It's a cultural and a spiritual awakening that he's bringing about. People are becoming Christians because of him. Or they're seeing the evil of the world unmasked in retaliation against him. And that's waking waking people up. People will say, oh, it wasn't so much Trump that woke me up, but the outright evil that we see in the world. But that outright evil is a reaction to a decent man, Trump, who's standing solid on what's right. So that's so cool. By the way, um, I guess evil is so-called winning in a worldly way. Ilhan Omar held on. (laughs) She was not replaced she was some, I think there was a black guy who was trying to run against her, right? And that's nice. We need more Americans, like, white Americans standing solid. That would be nice. We don't need Dan Crenshaw types who are just kind of kiss-up fake politician types. You know what I mean? All kinds of censorship going on, too. But that is... That is like worldly power, right? Worldly power isn't real power. Um, There was this report, and it made drudge, by the way. And I saw it on, um, I think Nick Fuentes shared it on his Telegram. I shared it on my Telegram. Telegram.com slash The Hague Report. No, t.me slash The Hague Report. Follow Jesse at JLP Talk, or JLP Talk on Telegram. It's a nice little alternative social media outlet that you can get announcements from different people and stuff. But Laura Loomer, Laura Loomer is this, uh, like an independent journalist type of woman, activist, kind of a loud mouth a little bit. You know, she says stuff that's a bit edgy and gets herself banned from Uber and Lyft, rideshare apps, because she's all, I can't find a non-Muslim Uber driver, (laughs) or something along those lines. She says stuff that's too edgy for them. But she can't even send texts. Comcast stops Laura Loomer from sending texts or emailing voters. She's running for office. She's trying to run for for Congress. And this is an InfoWars real news. InfoWars article. Election meddling 101 from Paul Joseph Watson. Comcast and its subsidiary Xfinity has banned Republican congressional candidate Laura Loomer from sending out texts and emails to voters who've signed up for... Such things, right? I mean, in some cases, if you receive texts, you don't know, you don't remember signing up for this, right? But anyways, 
Pete Heads Pete Hegseth, which is a conservative guy, relatively conservative guy on Fox News. He says, see video, wow, at Xfinity and at Comcast has banned Republican frontrunner Laura Loomer from sending texts and emails to voters. This is next level censorship and election meddling, right? When she wins the GOP primary on Tuesday, will the Republican Party fight for her? They'd better. So he says, right? And she, he shared a video by Laura Loomer, shared by Carl Higby, about what's going on. Laura Loomer has been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, right? Yeah, you could find out she's kind of, I don't know, in my opinion, she's a little hit or miss. I told you guys my sensibility when these so-called conservative women come on the scene, acting all tough. It's just, can't get into that. But I, I support where she, where they're right, you know? So they're cracking down. This is America. I'm sorry, I thought this was America. You have the freedom of speech, but no. They want to take away her ability to... Um, oh, by the way, she also, Laura Loomer also cites Comcast. She cites tweets from Comcast, Comcast, publicly thanking her Democrat opponent... Lois Frankel, suggesting the ban is a clear example of election interference. Congressman, female congressman, Laura, Lois Frankel, is only one of 31 Cong members of Congress who owns Comcast stock. Interesting. So this is clear, blatant election interference, say, says Loomer. I think it's more than just money. It's ideology. These companies are infiltrated with people who are enemies of America. And isn't Comcast an American company? And Laura Loomer's doing pretty well, right? She raised more than $1.1 million. She knows how to make a splash, I guess. <sighs> she's a go-getter. She has something going on. <laughs> I don't think she's as much of a... jerk as <laughs> the woman that we were talking about yesterday, uh, Tommy Laren. But where, where, oh, she's running in Florida. It's voted, Dem a, a part of Florida that has voted Democrat since 2013. It's crazy. These are really sick people. Evgeny Crosby says they cheated everything. I think he's talking about the, you know, the liberals. They do. It's really, it's really sick. In the next hour, I'm going to tell you guys about this atheist guy who's, who's dying, apparently. And dying isn't a word, uh, and what is that type of word, adjective or whatever? <laughs> Help me out, Maria. <laughs> um, that I like to use, a verb, but when it's dying, it's a state of being, right? I don't know. Whatever. But anyways, dying isn't a word that I use about people. But he says that he's going into hospice and he's going to basically off himself, put himself to sleep, but take a bunch of morphine. Or Morphine is a painkiller, right? That people, I learned on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, that people get addicted to it, right? It's an opioid. It's an opiate, right? It's a reflexive verb, says, <laughs> says Nick. He must have Googled it. Googled it. Yeah, Laura Loomer is... One of those people. She's not uh, like a white Christian lady, but she is supposedly fairly conservative, but 
Too edgy even for them. Um, so this guy is, uh, he's a Jesse hater. I believe he's still living. Oh, it is an adjective. Dying. <laughs> yeah, he's, this guy, I'm gonna tell you guys about him later in the, in the top of this next hour. But it's, it's a sick world. <laughs> Kicking the bucket. Dirt nap. <laughs> oh, let me tell, let me check your super chats. Joe Maddox says, stores that stay in Chicago, you get what you deserve. Yeah, what do you think? Crime causes poverty. Looting causes poverty. Some guy who was on the Jesse Lee Peterson show talked about how, like, stuff, riots from the 60s, there are communities that still haven't recovered after the riots in, in retaliation for MLK getting assassinated. Can you believe that? And at that point, that's the fault of the people. Um, Hammy Boy 11 gave a diamond and said, Should we stop immigration to America entirely? Yes, I think so. But, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of what's going on. But I would be for that. But we also need to get rid of um, pornography and welfare and unemployment insurance and minimum wage, get rid of minimum wage, and get rid of all these things because it's like sending the illegals back, right? Sending all the illegals back. Oh, they're doing the jobs that Americans won't do. If you get rid of welfare and unemployment benefits, the unemployed people, including blacks, will do the jobs that, uh, in, in fact, there's a lot of people who would do the jobs that the illegals are doing. So it's a lie, but... Yeah, we got to fix everything. And it's more than just the physical problem that we got to fix. It's also, as Jesse Lee Peterson says, the spiritual issue. You, got, you fix the spiritual issue, then people will have the sensibility to know and not fall for these phony solutions, female mindset type problems. Um, like, oh, feel sorry for the illegals. Let them stay. Oh, we need to bring more immigrants here. I saw this ridiculous, and it's been there for a long time now, in, reta- in direct reaction to Trump, I have to assume. Uh, when you open up the Periscope app, periscope.tv, you open up the app, um, and it says, proudly made in America by immigrants. And that is, that didn't say that until Trump Because Trump was attacking the unjust and anti-American immigration policy of letting illegals stay in the country illegally and letting uh, too many immigrants come in. Come in. I cracked. Um, Yeah. Um, Joe Maddock asks with a diamond, are all of BLM leaders gay and lesbians? There's one guy who is supposedly a leader uh, in Black Lives Matter, whom I know of, who I don't think of as a homosexual, although he is a weak person and a liar and a sleazy person. Um, And that would be that guy from New York who's appeared on Fox News, and he was a sick person. He wouldn't talk to Jesse Lee Peterson. 
I'm blanking on his name. But anyways, so maybe not all, but most. Hydro PX gave a diamond and said, "Nerd." <laughs> what is that in response to? Anyways, guys, hang tight. I gotta take a couple minute break, and then I will get back with you. So hang tight, and we'll be back for the rest of hour two. Thanks, guys. Cactus Kurt gave a diamond and said the based take report. Oh, that's cool. Appreciate that. What's up, guys? This is hour two. It is 10.05 a.m. here in Los Angeles. Wednesday, August 12th, 2020. Can you believe it's August? Pretty soon we'll be voting for Trump, right? I hope so. Um, it's a mess out there. Appreciate the support, guys. And, um... Let me tell you guys about this, and then I will talk about Kamala Harris. <laughs> I should have started off with that clip. Uh, I'll introduce that with that clip, that segment about Kamala Harris. But there's this hater atheist who's decided that he's dying. 
And yes, normally you don't decide that you're dying, right? But this guy decided that, he's, that he is. Kind of sick, huh? Morbid. And he seemed to not be a happy person. I have some pictures of this guy. Ed Brayton. B-R-A-Y-T-O-N. Ed Brayton. No idea how old he is or anything. Can't really find a lot of information about him, except you see a whole lot of... He's been a blogger for some time. He's an atheist. He's one of those atheist activists. He calls himself a humanist, just like Satan. Satan is a humanist. (laughs) That's if you watch that one movie, but I think that that movie was right about that. Here he is in an appearance about a decade ago, according to Hement Meta, who's another so-called friendly atheist. Not actually friendly, but there he was in a picture from when, a screenshot from when he appeared on Rachel Maddow's show. Yes, he would appear on Rachel Maddow's show. Yeah, devil's advocate. <laughs> he called himself a humanist. What a sick person. Even his uh, Facebook, I have a Facebook header from him, and he says, I'm an atheist because I don't believe in a god. I am a humanist because I believe in good. Hashtag humanism. American Humanist Association. 2008 or whatever. What a sicko. That's not what humanism is. But, you know, there are a lot of... I know one guy who called himself a humanist, and I don't know if he was just being Asian and he didn't know what, it, what he was talking about, but he's a doctor trying to help people. And he's fat. <laughs> no offense, but he was. Or is. <laughs> I know his nephew, too, and his nephew doesn't want to listen to him because he's fat and a doctor. <laughs> like, what kind of doctor? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he used to be the skinniest, one of the skinniest guys I knew in school. <laughs> I don't want to tell too much about him, but it's just funny when I think about it. I used to be the smart guy in school, and then he's the one who became a doctor. Uh, so, so white, right? And so, uh, I think he was born here. I, f- I forget. But anyways, maybe he wasn't. A lot of people came to America ever since the 1965 Immigration Act, which was a disgrace. It was pushed by people like one of the Kennedys talking about, oh, it's racist that we have bringing in mostly white Christians of good character. We should be bringing in POCs from equal amounts of races across the world. And so with that, we... Started bringing in all kinds of Koreans. That's when Koreatown started to become Koreatown. And all that stuff. Um, And all these people have no real loyalty to America or don't even know what America is or means. I had a guy on my show who said, oh, I love America. A friend of mine, actually. I think he's kind of a friend, right? One of those fake type of friends. But I've known him for a long time. But he said, I love America. What does that even mean? doesn't even know what love is, doesn't even know what America is. He's a Bernie supporter. That's not American. That's anti-American. So he posted this, this Ed Brayton guy. A big guy, kind of fat. I got it from a Cernovich tweet. Cernovich is a, you know, kind of, I call him like a center-left Cernovich. I call him (laughs) center-left. Because he's like, nah, he's kind of a libertarian when it comes to the moral stuff, I think. 
but he's gotten a little bit more right. Um, but he's a journalist type of a guy. And he talked about Ed, Bra- Ed Brayton used to attack him. But he wishes this guy well. Ed Brayton. A, an atheist, far-left blogger. And so he posted this blog, Ed Brayton did, from August 10th, a couple of days ago, saying, say go- saying goodbye for the last time. And this was on Pathios blog. And Pathios is a blog community, I guess. It has hundreds, if not thousands, of, of different blogs by different people. And it's related to religion or atheism or whatever, right? Christianity, Buddhism, all these different weird religions, right? Most of them are fake. Maybe all of them. I don't even know if there's one real Christian on there. I could be wrong. But he posted this saying goodbye for the last time, and basically he's been having health issues, and looking at him, I guess I can believe it, you know? He's like an overweight type of a guy, but he wants pushing of secularism to continue. What a sick person. He used, he uh, called Jesse Lee Peterson, I mean, he would comment regularly, regularly cover Jesse Lee Peterson. Or, and regularly cite him in stories that are not even about Jesse Lee Peterson. Yeah, Jesse Lee Peterson on the mind, but we had invited him on the show and he wouldn't come on. I forget whether he responded. I think he said no. I don't know if he was just having these issues, like these health issues, so he didn't want to come on, but he was definitely 10 years ago going on Rachel Maddow. So it wasn't long after that I was inviting him on because I started working for Jesse Lee Peterson in 2013, 2014, and that's when I started inviting these atheist people. Uh, So he covered just recently, July 21st, Peterson calls John Lewis an evil man. Right? Very true. And then he also had this piece in July 16th. Trump says, police kill more white than black people. And he tries to say that Trump cited no evidence for his statistic, but it's like factual information. (laughs) And they kill more whites even when you consider the run-ins with police, I think. Per run-ins with police? Per, uh, Per capita? Uh, I think the whites are more likely to get killed than the blacks. I think. And also, of course, which is interesting because blacks are more likely to kill cops than, than whites. By far, by far, they're way overrepresented among, among cop killers. Blacks are. They just are. It's true. Um, 13% of the population, but 40% of cop killers across a recent decade. Interesting, huh? It's crazy. And yet they're acting like, oh, they're more likely to get killed by police. Oh, racism. It's not true. It's such a lie. Sleazy liberal liars. That's the media for you. And they should know better. And I bet you most of them do do know better. But they're sick people. And he also talks about um, this Ed Brayton guy. He also posted on June 30th about Trump deletes retweet of supporter shouting white power. Which was also fake news because it was a boomer or older guy who's just a Trump supporter and they call him Nazi. And so in response, he's like, oh, yeah, Nazi. Okay, right power. He was like that. Like, he wasn't even thinking that 
Oh yeah, I'm a white power advocate in Florida in a Florida retirement community. Please. And even if they were white power, he has the right to do it. But these this guy is an anti-white person. He was an he is, I think, at least as of recently, was a sucker, a liar, a deluded male. But uh, you know, wish him well. I don't he talked about I got to read this to you. He talked about taking these um, morphine, which I told you is a painkiller. And to me, I've heard, I've heard Jesse Lee Peterson say this. Basically, he's like committing assisted suicide, it sounds like. He said, I have decided to end my battle to the death with death. I'm entering hospice care and would like to slip into the eternal abyss in the next couple of weeks. I've reached the point where I simply have no fight left in me. I wish it were not so, but I have a few things to say first. And he says, profound thank you, but blah, 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 blah. Equality, justice, and liberty. Such a lying, such a lying, deluded person, right? What a shame. But he said, I am not afraid of death, but I am afraid to die painfully and with suffering. I bet you a lot of people can relate to that, right? And he says, my hope is that hospice will put me on a morphine or a delauded drip. D-I-L-A-U-D-I-D. Somebody knows what that is. I don't. Drip and knock me out so I don't feel anything. Then I can just slip away. What a sick idea, right? To me, that's, to me, that's sick. And he said, that's what happened to my dear friend Connie a few years ago, whoever that is. And I hope we can do it at home as we did with her. Delauded. Delauded. Is how you... It's another opiate. The opiated... Ma- op- opiated masses or something? I don't know how you pronounce it. <laughs> but, uh... To me... Avoiding... You know... That's the opposite of what... Sensible men such as Jesse Lee Peterson, advise for us even in our regular lives, advise for people in our regular lives. Um, oh, they say religion, the opiate of the masses. <laughs> that's a funny thing that I referenced that, but that's the fake religion, and this man followed a fake religion called humanism. What a sick person. What the heck? Why are you calling me? Why are you calling me? <laughs> Uh, call somebody else. <laughs> should be on, should know that I'm on the, my show. Uh, it's, a, it's a faithful listener and supporter of the Hake Report trying to call me. What the heck? Um, but I've heard Jesse Lee Peterson interview people who did this connect, assisted suicide stuff. You know, these women who have, there's this, was this famous woman in 2014 or so who... She was had this supposedly terminal illness, and so she wanted this doctor-assisted suicide. There are people all up and down the co- the coast. I think it's maybe even legal in like Washington or something, who where you can decide if you have a clear mind, so-called clear mind, that you want to commit doctor-assisted suicide, euthanasia, right, and get yourself killed. Yeah. Okay. He's gone. Now he's calling the radio show. Um, you can, for one, it's possible to heal. 
like with God, all things are possible, right? And for two, even in our regular lives with alcohol, caffeine, marijuana, pornography, sex, all the uh, TV, internet, social media, whatever, all these escapes, workaholism, working out. Well, not working out for me. <laughs> but all of these things that are escapes for people from reality, from that weird inner pain of reality. If you face that rather than reaching out for these things like opioids, then you can like overcome, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, walking counts. Nice. <laughs> Uh, but not according to Robert from Kansas. He says I can stand to do some presses. <laughs> I gotta tell you guys. Oh, I can't tell you guys what he said. That's too humiliating. He said something in chat that was it cut to the quick because it's true. <laughs> Although I was pretty, I was pretty fit when I was twelve. But anyways, um. <laughs> I already gave the hint of what he was saying. Um, this guy, you know, suppose like, okay, he wasted his life being an atheist and hating Jesse Lee Peterson, hating Christian Christianity. And some of the Christians that he hated are phonies, right? But um, not Jesse. And he hated Trump, too. And he hates cops, too. He hates cops because cops, cops support Trump, police. I was, I grew up knowing that cops was a slightly um, less respectful term for police. <laughs> but um, suppose he doesn't take this painkiller, takes the pain of reality, and maybe he wakes up or something. Wakes up from, wakes up to God, right? That's what I posted in a comment in reaction to this guy. Because it's so sick. He's talking about, I won't be able to continue to, be, to advocate for humanism as an important philosophy. I have so much more to say and do. What a shame, huh? And it's so morbid and tragic. Tragic? I don't know if that's the right word, right? But so sick. So sick. That this guy is went through life avoiding pain. Maybe that's why he was so fat, too. Because, you know, you eat to feel good. Sick. Let me get to Bible go-to guy out of Los Angeles, California. He may have something to say along these lines. Bible go-to guy, good to hear from you. What's up? Dude, James, um, good morning. Hey. Um, that guy, that atheist, I had an atheist friend. He was a Jew, and uh, he used to do all the... Um, he used to be an electrician for, like, traveling uh, rock bands. I mean, superstar rock bands. Um, and when his mother died, I said, why are you mourning her? She's just dirt now. According to you, she's just dirt. Oh, I and remember you no telling this story. Yeah. yeah hang tight, yeah, rest of the callers. No, hang tight. We will get to you. Yeah. And there's no, there's no coming back from that. And so why are you emotional about, look, I'm kicking up some dirt right now. Do you feel emotional about that? And I rubbed his face in it. And uh, he didn't appreciate it, but <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it was the truth. I yeah, mean, we, we stayed we stayed buddies because I said, but but see, Mark, I told him I said, see, you say you love her, but you're just dirt. 
how can dirt love? You know, you're just chemicals. How can chemical love? If love is real, love is everlasting, so is life. And so I gave him that little lecture, and it seemed, I think it penetrated a couple levels of concrete in his head, but I don't know <laughs> if it got all the way through. Interesting. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. I appreciate it. What do you think about this idea that these people try to keep, there's this push by doctors to keep people as comfortable as possible and pain-free as possible so that they die in comfort and so-called peace. But it's a, to me, that's like a false peace. And that could keep them from waking up. I mean, you, you, ideally, you wake up before you're dying, but that's even taking away the, you know, because can't, can't pain awaken you? Spiritually, maybe? Man, can you repent can, on your but, deathbed? Um, <laughs> what? The, the thief on the cross did. Yeah, that's true. And he didn't have any opiates. <laughs> oh, that was some <laughs> serious pain, too, back then. Yeah. I, thought, I think he that was meant to be a so. painful death. It's a good point, but even Jesus was scared of what was coming for him. You know, was it the was pain that he was him? afraid of, do you think? You know... Because as yeah, a kid, I, I was there. thinking about that. I'm like, oh, man, I, w- I can relate. I wouldn't want to. I'd be bleeding blood, too, or uh, sweating blood, too. But I don't know. Yes. I don't know what he was what he was so, anticipating. Yeah, we're all Rambos before we actually have to face something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> count, count me as the I don't know category. Yeah. Because that's, that's pretty tough to handle, you know, that kind of pain. But... Um, if you're at peace, I'm thinking it's going to be easier on you. Yeah, I mean, they say that, um, they say that, well, the anticipation of the pain is, is, makes it worse, or you being in your, yes. in your head about it makes it worse, whereas if you yes. don't, I remember I would get cut or scraped or whatever, and I would be told, don't think about it, and then it would go away, <laughs> you know what I mean? You would forget about it. Yes. On a certain level, even, have- even harsh pain, I've heard about really harsh pain, People getting past that. In church with Jesse you know, Lee Peterson, people have said that. Hey, I'll give you something spooky. Okay. Um, I would sit down to do Jesse's observation exercise, and the first 10 to 15 minutes, right, I'd be like itching and coughing and, you know, all kind of like physical ailments until I hit a, um, a until maybe 10, 15 minutes in, and everything would just calm down and cool out. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's like that is devil. interesting. It's like the devil in it's like the devil in me is just like can't stand it. Yeah, <laughs> you know there is this guy, there's this intellectual guy who's used to be in the chat, and I see sometimes he's in the comments section now. Uh, Lin Yin uh-huh. Chin, who says that you know what Jesse's right, the body is the ego or part of the ego. Yeah, that's an interesting it, it, idea. I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, appreciate it, Bible Go To Guy. Thank you, sir. Bye. Take care. Ed Brayton. Going about it, going about everything the wrong way. (laughs) And then yet praised by the world. Sick. Sick. Let me get to, um, let me get to Joe out of Phoenix, Arizona. Joe, thank you for holding. What's up? How are you doing? Okay, James, let's let's get clear on these welfare numbers. You mentioned that, you know, if black folks on welfare were just go do those those jobs of picking fruit and lettuce and whatever else. Yeah, w- wouldn't you be for getting rid of welfare to 
boost employment after we deport the illegals? Well, let's be clear about this. According to the Center on Budget and Policy, it's 40% white, white folks on welfare and 25% black folks. Okay? So the vast majority of folks on welfare are white people, not black people. Interesting. Isn't that interesting, yeah. too, that that's an underrepresentation of whites and an overrepresentation of blacks? Um, it's not surprising, though, given the numbers, right? It's underrepresentation of white folks, you know. Because if it were an equal representation, it would be 63% of whites on welfare. Uh, oh, no, 63% of welfare recipients white and 13% of welfare recipients black. If you're going to go a one-for-one ratio on... on right, on exactly. Population. Which is kind of, you know, which you know and I know that that's kind of a ridiculous statement because the black so-called poverty levels are much higher. They're like tw- twice or three times as high. So, of course, they're going to be... Yeah, but still, the, the bottom line is, James, that welfare dollars go to white hand more than twice to black hand. Right? Yeah, we could, we could have a lot fewer unemployed whites as well. That's cool. I would be all for... Um, Actually, ending there's welfare. A really interesting number. There's a really interesting study in the L.A. Times last year where they showed that even though the migrant workers' wages have gone up exponentially in the last few years, uh-huh. we still can't get Americans to take those jobs. You know, I, I don't necessarily buy that, but it is it is a scam, and I'm kind of glad. You know how we're we being the American government being giving $600 a week to people who are unemployed due to COVID. And Mm -hmm. then it's, I'm kind of glad to hear that Trump is dropping that to $400 a week with his executive order. We'll see if that goes through. We can agree. I mean, I've been a business owner in Africa for 20 years, making my own way. Yeah. Not getting a a salary from from anybody. Right. Trading my own income. So we can agree that handouts are not the way America was founded or, or how it should be. Yeah, I heard stories that America used to be like a sink or swim type of place, and people would come here because it's the land of opportunity, which it was, and I think it still kind of is, and it would be so tough for them that some of them would go back, and now that's not the case. It's a welfare state now. You know what I mean? Well, you're hard on Obama, but Obama deported more immigrants than any other president. Or illegal, I should say. But isn't it interesting that he also fought to keep them here? He had a whole executive order keeping the so-called dreamers here, which would be part of the, the useful yeah. idiot army, you know what I mean, to, to fight for socialism, which children, is what he wanted. Yeah. So children, not the illegal adults. And but they, they weren't children anymore. Or, they were childhood arrivals. They're like my age, some yeah, of them. So, you know, there are people in the military, but folks who went to school and had good jobs. Who aren't just sucking off of welfare or anything else, right? Yeah, but most of them are, are Democrats. They don't have, they, they still have a, they have an ill view of the law because their parents were illegals. So for the most part, they end up being Democrat supporters and lawbreaker supporters. You know what I mean? They call themselves yeah. immigrants. I don't know about that. It's just because the parents were, you know. Believe me, I know these people. I know many of these people. They are Bernie supporters. They're, uh, they say they love America, but they don't know what that means. They don't believe in real freedom of speech. They believe in racism. They're, 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 not, they're not even conservative in the way that you're conservative. 
for the most part. There's going to be a few that might be like, oh my gosh, yeah, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But they should be, most of them, I think they should not be allowed to come in here. And Obama also allowed the uh, UACs to come in. Undocumented, uh, uh, unaccompanied alien children, so-called children, to come in here. There was crazy surges. He had, he stationed border agents 40 miles away from the border so that they could come in here and stay. Fleeing terrorism or the drug cartels or whatever else, though, too. So they say, right? So they say. And people. That could be documented, yeah. I mean, so they say, but we don't know what each story is, right? You don't know what each individual story is from these people. They, they can claim that. A lot of them commit crimes. And the, regardless, it doesn't give them an excuse to come in here. They shouldn't be coming in here as refugees. We don't need people coming in here who are corrupt. Well, again, the, the bottom line is that Obama deported more illegals than any other, all the other presidents put together. No, that's a, that's a side note more than a bottom line. Because the bottom line is Obama was pro-illegal. He, no, absolutely not. He was very hard on illegal. In fact, no. <laughs> Latino groups here in Arizona would call him the deporter in chief, and they would hang him in effigy and be I know, I know, but he was all, he also instituted DACA, and he tried to pull DAPA on us, Deferred Action for Parents of Anchor Babies. So you're talking out of you're trying to ignore what he really was. He was a he was a lawless president. Did you vote for him? Actual numbers, both times. Yep, you did. Yes, because he was an excellent president. Oh, my gosh. And this is a black conservative, guys. Yeah. So-called. Unemployment fell 50%. The deficit fell 75%. Deficit doesn't really mean anything because he also exploded the debt and then he reduced the deficit, right? So, like, that means that he increased the deficit and then dropped the deficit. So, so what? No, that's not right. First of all, Congress controls the debt, not the president. The president always He increased the spending, man. <laughs> no, he didn't. He lowered it by 75%. He increased it before he lowered it. The, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. The very, first step, the very first step to lowering the debt is lowering the deficit, and he did that right. So all of this is just phony excuses for supporting an evil person, really. No. They, they yeah, he was bad. really evil. But he, he wasn't evil at all. He was completely evil. He was such a liar. He, he was a no, phony he killed, person. He killed Bin Laden, increased the VA funding. He, he oversaw yeah. the corruption of the VA, in part. The, the VA was having problems well before he got there. I've, I'm sure they were, because we've had a lot of corrupt people in office, both Democrats and Republicans. But it's, it's, it's interesting to me that you won't even give any... I mean, you're just making excuses for these so-called DACA people. These are just simply facts. No, these are not just simply facts. You are, you're making excuses for supporting, you're denying that Obama was evil. What the heck? Because <laughs> he's not. He wasn't. Yeah, he was. He of, and he is. In unbelievably difficult circumstances because we were in a terrible And he discussion. supported Black Lives Matter. The crime went up thanks to him supporting Black Lives Matter, along with the mainstream media and the Democrats. And, uh, supported. He, he met with them. How, how's that supporting Yeah, he supported that? them. He supported the false notion that racism is a problem. James, I know, I know you'd be buying to Jesse's nonsense. No, no, uh-uh. Judge. I can plainly see this for myself. Joe? Well, James, 
he even gave he even gave hold on he even gave false credence to the idea that the Trayvon Martin situation was a racist incident with no oh, wow. evidence no evidence at all Hello? Even the, 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 the 911 call, I would disagree with that. The 911 call? What about the 911 call made you think that this was a racist incident? Well, if you look at Zimmerman's background and the fact that he said that he was, you know, he was totally profiling Trayvon, a kid who just had candy and a soda and was minding his own business. It was a, it was a watermelon co- cocktail, that is. <laughs> He was, there was, you don't know whether he was minding his own business. He looked suspicious. The 911 call made... What was uh, about him? What? Just a, a blockhead walking is, is, is suspicious to you, James? If, I don't know what he was doing. You don't know what he was doing either. But you want to assume ASSUME and make excuses for Obama assuming or spreading the, the lie, the speculation against a... The kid had no weapon. What? Kid had no weapon. He you keep no, on calling no him a kid. Soul. He was a 17 year old tall guy yeah. wailing on him. Kid. That's he not a kid. That's not a kid. Not 17, yeah. That's not a kid. It is a kid. He's no, it's not. <laughs> Joe, you know what? I, I don't know why I'm, I'm acting surprised that you're falling for this phony. You kind of are phony yourself. But, you, I, you know, it's him? kind of interesting <laughs> because I think of you as trying to be honest, but, but you're falling for the, one of the most dishonest, phony people out there. Obama. And calling him not evil. And you voted for him twice with no shame. Pro-abortion, pro-illegal, anti-America. Increased the, the um, malice from blacks towards whites. Brought it out one into the public, huh? One person, one person cannot do he that. He definitely didn't help the situation. He encouraged the malice and the resentment by, by, by talking by about everybody's had an. Ex- I don't know one black man who hasn't had an experience of being followed in the stores and blah blah blah, playing up the and false idea of black victimhood. Good. That's not, that's just his experience. It's a phony person. He is a, he is an anti-American person. And honestly, so are you. Well, I have the same thing about you. Okay. Yeah. Because you push a lot, a lot of false narratives and lies. Did you vote for Trump? I did not. Are you voting for him this time? No, because he's done a terrible job. (laughs) Man, he's really, Trump has really exposed the people. So did Obama, though. By Obama just being outright plain evil, and um, a whole lot of black rhinos, black rhinos like this guy, falling for it. The debt is still exploding under Trump, yes? Yes. Falling for black black rhinos being exposed, and then Trump being real and genuine and loving all people, and uniting decent people, awakening people to... Awakening people to true masculinity and true Christianity and all that stuff. Oh, true Christianity. And a whole lot of people, even people that aren't really becoming Christians, but they're getting away from the Democrats, which is a step in the right direction. Yeah, we don't want to get on board with the homosexuality thing and all that mess. 
But Chrissy yeah. Andy is cheating on, cheating on your wife when she's pregnant with with, with a porn star. You don't, uh, Joe. It's kind of disgusting of you to just repeat stuff that is like in the past that may, is not even proven. In the past. In the past and not even proven. Not proven. Yeah. Then why did you pay her off, then, James? That is. I proven. don't know. I don't know if that's even proven. It is proven. There's lawsuits to say that. And why are you so judgy towards Trump and just dismissive of Obama's evil? Dismissive of Obama's, because there was no evil. Abortions fell under Obama. Okay. All right, buddy. All right. I got to go, Joe. Appreciate you, man. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Um, Man. What a sick person. Joe from Arizona would make an excellent CNN reporter, says Joe Maddock. <laughs> um, Hydro PX asks, how can you be an atheist and a Jew? I guess by blood. I guess by blood. I don't know. Um, it's quite common. <laughs> but he's definitely not following the Jewish religion, right? The Old Testament. Um, Joe Maddock gave a diamond and said, if a critical comment stays with you, is it true? Hmm. I don't know. Not necessarily. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Joe Maddox says, gave several diamonds. Thank you, man. He says, Bill Maher's production company ma- name makes me wonder. Yeah, he had this weird name. It was, it was a weird name. Reminiscent of this, isn't there like a Nambla? Something like that. Yeah, it has this weird name. I don't know what it means. Joe Maddox says, uh, I can see how inner fat lesbian, I can see the inner fat lesbian in Rachel Maddow. (laughs) And he also says, women who wear yoga pants to the gym are thirsty, he says. Interesting side note. Um, Hydro PX says, tell blacks don't drink poison. They say, but the whites, I don't follow what you're saying. I don't follow what you're saying, but thank you, HydroPX. Normally, your comments make sense. Dramatic says, ever learning but never able to know the truth. I think that he may be describing Joe from Phoenix, Arizona. And Joe doesn't support homosexuality, right? But apparently, he does, even though he claims not to, because he supported Obama twice. Obama, we knew from the start. Jesse Lee Peterson knew from the start that he supported homos- the same-sex marriage crap. But he lied and pretended that he didn't. Obama did. And so all the liberal reporters pretended to believe Obama was not for same-sex marriage. But Jesse Lee Peterson knew from 2007 or 2008 that he was for that stuff. I wonder if Joe knew that early. Or if he was uh, believed the lies as he does apparently now, too. Um, Yeah, it's a good verse. Ever learning but never knowing the truth. Thank you to White Rabbit Radio hosting the Hake Report on DLive. Right on. Follow White, Ra- White Rabbit Radio. Are you guys the ones who came up with the anti-racist Hitler cartoon? Funny. And kind of a, I don't know, interesting cartoon. Hot Computer Smell gave a super chat on um, Streamlabs.com slash the Hake Report. And said, T isn't even your third favorite caller. No wonder he's so bitter. (laughs) 
Yeah. I wonder if T has thought about since I told him that he's turned nastier and nastier. I don't know. Um, Kevin. Kevin Duggan gave a super chat late yesterday. It was like almost after my show ended. And he said, if our country is experiencing an anarcho-tyranny, why would we see election results on election day? I don't know. It's a good question. We may not. King Alpha Nerd gave a super chat early this morning and said, so let me get this straight. We have the Riddler, a.k.a. Joe Biden. <laughs> good name for him, right? The Riddler, a.k.a. Joe Biden, which he had the creepy smile like that. A confused racist choosing the Joker, a.k.a. Kamala Harris, a former DA who locked up more blacks with a smile on her face against, against Lex Luthor, a.k.a. Trump. This is a no-brainer in November, people. <laughs> I guess he's voting for Trump. I'm sure he is. He said, also, don't forget to ask Mays where is her husband when she calls. Okay, appreciate that. Hopefully I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate the support, guys. So, that was a messed up story about this uh, crazy black-on-white crime going on. It's interesting how um, a, a man who's trying to be good, right, like Joe from Phoenix, would um, just be... I don't know if it's the intellectualism or if it's the raised in, in blackness and believing in, he's indicated that he believes in the racism thing or what. They, you know, I guess it, at root, it's the same thing that keeps all of us in the lies that, that any of us is, is stuck in, right? Uh, I'm chuckling because Free Palestine is like, oh great, now I love Kamala because she locked up blacks <laughs> or whatever. But she locked up the good ones, the innocent ones. According to Cernovich, who's more reliable than Joe or Obama or Kamala or the Riddler, also known as Biden. And no, she, she was kissing up to... She did nothing all her, her life but kiss up to evil. So don't be loving her. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. But it's a it's crazy. It's craziness going on. Black on white aggression. He's just ignored the fact that Obama was increasing that. Maybe because he has that same aggression towards whites, even though he's part white, I think. I don't know. But... As Jesse Lee Peterson says, at root, it's anger. Uh, let me quickly get to a couple of my last callers. You may be able to get in. It's 15 till. 888-775-3773. But Connor, a first-time caller out of Atlanta, Georgia. Hang tight, Marty and the rest of you guys. Connor, thanks for holding. Hey, James. What's up? Hey, James. Hey. Hey. Hey, um... I wanted to ask about, uh, because I, I watched them, um, I'm sure you know who Joe Rogan is. Yeah. I think uh, uh, a few um, a few weeks ago he had a show with Ben Shapiro. And oh, ben he Shapiro, did? Yeah, he did. Uh, ben Shapiro, who's beta. But um, still, they uh, were talking about how 
they said that Jane Elliott huh. uh, was uh, had made a question or, or, or had made a statement, I think, in the 90s, where the reason why the inner cities with these uh, um, poor, uh, largely black areas, the reason why they're so poor and so bad is because the white people abandoned them and um, or just let, let, let them defend for themselves. And uh, Ben Shapiro posed the idea where what we should do is um, the white people, or I guess I guess whoever really, I mean, whether you're white, black, you know, whatever, uh, you should go to these inner cities with the highly poor, um, with a large black, uh, um, and like the crime rate and all that stuff. Um, you should go to these cities, create businesses, and invest, and which would open more job opportunities, which would lower crime rate. Um, also, uh, a larger police um, uh, presence. A larger police um, as, presence would help. Yes, 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 I agree. Yep. Um, but uh, what do you think about that? The uh, um, uh, going, like people, I guess, who have it better, uh, so to speak, um, going to these cities, uh, have uh, opening businesses, companies, whatever, and offering more job opportunities. That's just that's just female-minded solutions. So. Um, I don't know exactly why you're calling Ben Shapiro a beta, but he did, he was like a constant Trump hater and criticizer. So in that sense, yeah. Um, what do you call, let's go through the, a couple of questions just to set the stage for the people, for the listeners who may not know what you're talking about or why you would say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. In short, real quick, why do you call him, Ben Shapiro, a beta? Well, I call Ben Shapiro a beta because um, I've noticed how he's a very you, – you can just tell, especially when you're watching um, uh, his, his show um, on his YouTube. Uh, I think it's the Daily something. The uh, Daily Wire. That, yeah, the Daily Wire, yeah. Uh, you can tell he's very angry. Uh, he's, he's very um, – uh, he, he, he doesn't – I mean, he seems to – kind of hard to articulate I, I feel like i just feel like it's kind of obvious he's a he's a definitely i mean he's very he is a jew he is a, he is jewish and i think that's that's already beta because um your <laughs> Christ, christianity <laughs> uh you know because any real man is not a jewish person uh, at least in the religion religious sense right um and uh uh you can just tell i think when he's when he's on a show and he's complaining about the liberals like it's, it's actual anger it's actual, it's actual, like, hatred and anger for the liberals. He, I don't think he wants to admit it, um, because, like I said, you know, betas, they don't, it, it's just, that's that's beta energy. That's beta, that's a beta state of nature, where you're super angry, yeah. and you hate people, but you don't want to admit it. Okay. You because, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. And so, um, yeah, Ben Shapiro is a host, everybody's familiar with him, I'm pretty sure. Um, Joe Rogan is another podcast host, he interviews people for hours at a time, sometimes he smokes pot or drinks with them or whatever. And <laughs> yeah. then they were talking about yep. Jane Elliott, who brought up Jane Elliott? She has been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, I s yep. saw her, I came across her in the dumb Facebook viral video from back when she was on Oprah, decades ago, maybe, and she did this blue eyes, brown eyes incident. I mean, a experiment yep. after MLK was assassinated. She took it real hard. And I think she might be either atheist or Jewish or a fake Christian or something. But she's a liberal, in short. 
And yeah, 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 yeah. And she She's an angry white liberal. Yeah, she um, she traumatized her students by young students, like elementary age students, and some maybe older, but. She mistreated the blue-eyed or brown-eyed and treated favorably the brown-eyed or the blue-eyed kids yeah. and said, that's how the blacks feel when you're, they're constantly <laughs> mistreated. They, no wonder yeah. they don't succeed. It's such a lie. Right. And so she came up with this female idea solution where whites should come back into the community. Did she really say more police? Uh, uh, well, well, that's what Ben Shapiro said. And, and when... when um, so he I mean, would cite her? Hero, yeah. He was <laughs> so he's saying her. even this liberal female is saying that we need more police? Is that what he's saying? Yep. Yeah, because I was like, when he, when he cited her, I said, what the? <laughs> I know. Because you're not, because <laughs> you're not, because I, I figured since, you know, he's a, since Shapiro is a conservative Jew and a conservative Republican, I didn't think he would want to cite and reference a, such an angry white female liberal. Right. Uh, maybe. Who, who, Maybe it had to do yeah. with uh, saying, even this liberal, whom you probably agree with in some level, is saying this. And so he agrees about <laughs> yeah. But yeah. having whites come back into the... I mean, blacks fending for themselves, they did fine. They did, they did fine in the South, at least. Maybe not in the North, in the uh -huh. cities where it was more degenerate and... I'm only 19. I'm only 19, okay. and, I, and I, I, I did go, and I'm actually biracial. I'm black okay. and white. And I, I went to um, a, uh, a predominantly black school where I was, you know, treated poorly and harshly by not by not only the the uh, the by not only the students but the teachers as well. Was it because and you because you were light skinned or you had a well, it, yeah attitude I am, I'm or very I'm very yeah no they would actually tell me that I acted white. Were you smart? Um, okay, uh, yeah. that too. <laughs> <laughs> they would, yeah, they would they would tell me that I not the student not the teachers they wouldn't say that but I, I did have one teacher. Who was black? Who said who re who referred to me as light skin? Yeah. Um. And so yeah, it's just they're kind of trashy and ghetto over there. Yeah. Um. The school that I went to, like, they're really ghetto. Like they black. Like they were super black. That was in Atlanta but, um, area. Uh, uh. Yeah. It's in the. I, well, I live. I, I was born in Atlanta, but I I live in uh, Gwinnett, Gwinnett County. But yeah, in Gwinnett County, there's a lot of um, predominantly black schools that just stuck here. Um. But uh. But yeah. No. I mean. So I, but yeah, so I'm 19, so I don't really have that experience that say Jesse had yeah. growing up in the South. So I, I, it's kind of, I mean, the, the, at least seeing black people here, like yeah, a lot of them are rude to me, and a lot of them are are you know they treat me poorly, and a lot of them you know they're just this overall is very rude, nasty people. But um, I've noticed that still though the the, the I don't think I, I don't know it's, it's just hard for me because I live in a average town like just average you know like small like good old snellville i don't really i don't really i don't really see like a lot of racism per se i mean right. or you know or whatever i mean definitely i've seen a lot of um older white people make some comments about black people yeah and it's it, you know i feel like that's kind of expected i don't it's something i'm kind of used to because they, i've noticed that even the white people the older white people that i hang out with and that i'm friends with they're like, oh my gosh, Connor, you're so smart, and you talk so, <laughs> yeah, you talk, you talk so, you're so articulate, and like, and it's it, it's funny seeing how I'm treated like that by the white people, but the black people, whenever I talk to them like that, they're like, wow, this this dude is bougie, or this guy, right. you know, <laughs> that he, he he acts white, or, or something like that, and I always just cringe, and I and I 
you know, I, I just like kind of shake my head because it's just really silly. Because I don't know if Jesse's ever been told that. Like, if he's he's told like he acts white, but um, uh, but I know like plenty of times. It, it, it's just it's weird here. It's like it's weird in the U.S. The U.S. views race in a very, for lack of a better term, in a very retarded way. Because I agree. They yeah because they um. You, you have black people here that'll tell me, oh, like, you act white, so you're white. And then you have the white people here where are like, oh, well, you're mixed, so, but, you know, we consider you black or something like that. Right. It's, it's, so, it's so retarded and it's so dumb because it's like I've, I've met black people who are like, oh, well, you're a brother. You know, you're a brother. And it's like it's just it's honestly just so cringeworthy to deal with. And I, I'm kind of I'm, 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 that's why I'm kind of trying to teach my because I have younger brothers and sisters. I'm trying to teach them, you know, when they actually, because I got a, today was the first day of school for my 14-year-old brother. I'm trying to teach him how, you know, he's probably going to be treated differently because he's biracial and the black kids that, and the black kids uh, are going to treat him differently and they're probably going to be rude. And, uh, you know, I'm just telling him to look out for that because it's, it's a definite, especially in the South where, you know, most of, the black, most of the black people here are really ignorant. And they're like, they're, I actually, I was working one day, like, quick little side note, I was working one day and this black lady was talking to a um, a uh, my coworker and was like, I only like Trump because he gave us the free money. So it's like, it's like but like man, I don't think I don't think ignorance. I don't think <laughs> ignorance is the problem. I don't know how long you've been listening to Jesse Lee Peterson or to me, but yeah. I don't think ignorance is the problem so much as just because ignorance. People think that ignorance is the problem, but it's anger, resentment. And it's, which is a vicious yeah. circle. Like, if you were to resent those blacks who treat you that way or whatever, anybody who treats mistreats you, you're going to end up uh, keeping the problem going rather than taking it in stride, mm. understanding, like, this is how a lot of people were raised or brainwashed to think yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and just have no resentment. Then you set, then you don't even really have to teach your siblings you just be a, like Jesse Lee Peterson says, a living example of how to take so-called insults and slights in stride and not even care. Then you can hand because everybody gets mistreated in one way or another, whether it's by other kids right. or their parents or both, right, right, or what. And sure. yeah. Anyways, it's no, nice to right. hear from you, Connor. Um, good luck. Hope to hear from you again. Yeah, no, thanks. And, and I, I want to ask real quick before I get off because I've tried to call uh, Jesse's show. Yeah, call um, early and uh, often, by the way. If you can call okay. right at 9 a.m. or even a minute or two before 9 a.m. and just start repeatedly calling, you're more likely to get in. If you want to talk off air with him and like leave a message or schedule a private one on one counseling appointment or look into whatever, get more mm-hmm. information about his nonprofit, you can call the office. Which is eight hundred four one one bond, one eight hundred four one one two six six three, to uh, okay, or you can just leave a message if you, you know, whatever. Okay, well, well, because I, I live in Georgia, I know y'all. Are yeah, I said nine a.m. So nine a.m. your time is when we start the Jesse Lee Peterson show, yeah. um, and then after that, right after the Jesse Lee Peterson show ends, you can. While, while my show is starting, you can call start calling the Bond office. The office hours are noon to 7 your time, Monday through Friday. Or okay, even, you okay, can just leave yeah. a message if it's off hours at the Bond office. 
Okay, 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 okay. I really appreciate it, James. Thank yeah. You. You're welcome, Connor. Take care. Let me quickly get to Marty. I just have a, cu- a few minutes left. Oh, hold up. <laughs> Fabrietz gave a diamond and said, Ben Shapiro needs to pay his debt to Jesse. <laughs> True. Double or nothing? Double or nothing? I think Ben Shapiro is thinking that it might be looking good. I don't know. Um, White Rabbit Radio gave a diamond and said, Yes, it is us be- be- behind anti-racist Hitler and others. Oh, yeah, they did another one with... Um, when the Indians were owning the land that is now America, and they had saw the Mayflower come, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria come, and <laughs> talking about, oh, we need to stop these immigrants from coming in. It's kind of a nice, they do these nice switcheroos. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, at the end, I'm going to play this Kamala clip. <laughs> I'm opening the treasure chest. Um... And Marty from Kansas City, Missouri. Marty, with an interesting, always interesting, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, and you sound very soothing today. I was, I was going to ask you, um, have you ever used a chainsaw? I, f- I don't remember. I don't think I have. Okay. And then the other question I was going to ask <laughs> you is, do you know the difference between a, a plant and a weed? What's the difference between a plant and a weed? Isn't a weed in the family of plants? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I know yeah, that grass is a weed. Isn't regular grass, consi- at least St. Augustine, is considered a weed? Uh, but I why? don't know. I don't know. Why? Okay. Do you know why? No, I don't. I don't think there's a difference. Oh, interesting. I think a plant is a plant. I don't care if it's a weed, if they call it a weed or whatever. I just think it's a plant. No, I've heard, I mean... I'm going to stick with what I first learned from, like, my mother or something. St. Augustine, which is a nice, thick grass, uh, is considered a weed. And if, if you look, you can find some odd shapes to it, too. Well, but you might be Dan- right. I don't know. I think that, it, that Dan- there is a technical term for it. <laughs> Dandelion, dandelions are flowers, but they call them weeds. Right. I, I just, They're beautiful I just weeds. They, yeah, I just wonder why they, they call them weeds, because I run a dandelion farm. In my yard. <laughs> I appreciate it, Marty. Nice to hear from you, man. Okay, it's good talking to you, Hank. All right, you as well. Cactus Kurt gave a diamond and said, Obama, Kamala, Kabala. <laughs> yes. Appreciate the support, guys. And thank you to Joe Matic, Hydro PX, Daryl Wayne, I think. Uh, yes, Daryl underscore Wayne. And... Many others, including Cactus Kurt, Evgeny Crosby, 2020, Noah's Art Kansas, Immortal Firmament, Natterton, Fabrietz, and White Rabbit Radio. Congrats on the check mark. And listen to this correct pronunciation of Kamala. And with that, I'll say goodbye. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, play the clip, though. <laughs> Tucker, can I just say one quick thing, because this is something that will serve you and your fellow um, hosts on Fox. Her name is pronounced comma, like the punctuation mark, la, Kamala. Okay? Okay. uh, Seriously, I've heard every sort of... Okay. So what? That's how it is, uh, Kamala. Uh, okay. okay. Well, <laughs> but that's, I think that's, it's out of respect uh, for somebody who's going to be on the national ticket. Pronouncing her name right is actually okay. not. It's kind of a. So bare I'm disrespecting her by mispronouncing her name unintentionally. So it begins. You're not allowed to criticize Kamala Harris 
or Kamala Harris or whatever. Kamala. No, because no, no, no. Kamala, Kamala Harris. Whatever. Okay, look, I That's unintentionally it, mispronounced your name, question. but I love the idea that she's immune from criticism. So let me restate my question, me because on this qu show, no, no. nobody in it. power is immune from criticism. Our political leaders must be held to account. That's our job. Nice. Right on, Tucker. See you guys. <laughs>